makes the greats great? What makes the successful successful? What makes the brilliant brilliant? Our Tuesday meetups with the celebrities of pharma industry and science are your one-stop shop to all these answers and more. Join us for Pies of Life, an initiative of the Biopatrika Industry Mentorship Program, where we bring your dream mentors to you. In Biocon itself, people who are from IIT are directly given assistant manager posts, people from ICT are directly given senior executive, and people from local colleges are given executive posts. So I don't say that, I mean, okay, to get into IIT, definitely you have to work hard. Now that doesn't mean that only bright students are studying in IIT. It's also possible that due to some economic or social reasons, students are not able to uh, get into IIT and they had to forcefully study in a local college. So that uh, should not impact them in, in their career, right? So the marks or the institute you're studying should not define your life. So, um, so, and similarly, even if you get a less mark, that should not define your career. Even if you get 60%, that doesn't mean you are a poor, I mean, you are a weak student. Definitely he is talented. So, uh, so a person who is extremely talented uh, and just he is getting rejected for getting 60%, it should not be a case. So Absolutely. that is my... Interesting <laughs> thought, interesting thought. Shruti, I can give you two little perspectives on this. Sure, One is sure. from my uh, my own experience in, yeah. uh, you know, I uh, help uh, run a small startup uh, company out of Kolkata at the moment. Uh, and uh, we try to hire uh, full stack developers. So... Uh, so, and, and uh, sometimes we hire freshers and uh, sometimes we hire uh, uh, sort of more experienced people. Mm -hmm. One thing that we have realized in hiring, and again, you have to keep this mind uh, in mind that uh, we are a small startup. So the, uh, we have limitations in what we can offer to uh, every employee in terms of uh, their compensation package, etc. But even given that uh, limitation, what we figured, figured out is that uh, uh, over a period of time, the the more productive hires that we've had are, uh, you know, like top rank ranking students from uh, places like Ashoka University or Amity University or you know these kind of private universities which are pretty good, but not the IITs or the IIMs or you know one of these kind of places, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. But uh, since we can't hire the, maybe the top-ranking people from IITs, mm -hmm. when we go to IITs, for example, Kharagpur IIT or something, we went for some hiring uh, loops. And uh, when we try to hire the ones who are not ranking, uh, you know, right at the top in those IITs, but actually the more uh, middle-rung students, mm -hmm. uh, and we've hired a couple of them, we have realized that we actually did not have a very good experience with, with those, those kids. I mean, we actually had better experience with the second ranking college, but top ranking students. They were more motivated. They were uh, more sort of uh, less uh, entitled in some ways. And they were in a startup environment where you uh, cannot guarantee exactly what they would do uh, on a day-to-day -day basis of, or, you know, sort of have to be able to be flexible to kind of shift job roles a little bit to try mm -hmm. certain things and... Mm -hmm expand the horizon of the designation that you've been hired for. 
uh, we definitely saw that uh, there is an advantage uh, not hiring people from uh, absolutely the top run colleges unless again i mean i qualify unless you can hire the best and the brightest of those colleges which we can't as a small organization so i mean that's one thing from my personal experience and the other is that uh, uh, should be on ted you'll see and i can't uh, immediately remember the guy's name but on ted there is a brilliant ted talk by this guy who uh was a part of the the taj hotel which got attacked on in 2611 and uh he makes a very interesting use case he illustrates a very interesting use case where he points out that a lot of employees of the taj actually uh showed a certain degree of courage and a certain degree of empathy towards the people who were in trouble including themselves and their colleagues uh that that cannot be explained by any regular means of you know how they were compensated how they were rewarded how they were i mean it was absolutely something which was uh you know off the charts kind of an experience for them so uh, what what makes these people go so far above and beyond what their job roles are and you know he has this brilliant talk about it one thing that he uh, points out and i think he has like three three different points i i i can't you know think of all the three of them but uh, one or two of them are that uh, that the taj group apparently makes it a point that they go to when they're hiring these people they go to rural areas and they actually hire from very rural places not very fancy colleges and not very fancy schools to hire people who have a enculturation of respect and enculturation of uh, humility in some ways you know rather than hiring the best and the brightest and the people who can talk the best and pre- represent themselves the best so uh, you know it, it was an interesting observation i hadn't thought about it this way but uh, I, i don't know when, after talking to you it just came to my mind that you know so check it out the taj taj group and i'm sure you can you know find it uh, sure, sure. easily if you see the ted talk you know. So anyway, Lavi, <laughs> maybe you tell about yourself. Yeah, hi. Am I audible? Hello. You're hmm. very audible. So I'm also. I have done BTech and MTech in biotechnology. Then I started my career as a senior research fellow in AIMS, and after that, uh, I have joined Lupin. for very short period of time and i started professionally my career with biocon in translational research lab as a scientist and i have served there for four years and then shifted to dr reddy's uh, as a research associate with the same background with in vitro in bio and bioassays development with the bioassays here i am Yeah. Wow! Right on, right on. So, are you looking for a career change, or what? Uh, or are you happy with Dr. Reddy? I mean, where where are you in the uh, in terms of your career? You know, sort of. Currently, I'm happy, but uh, I'm looking with the different dimension, not with the same thing. Like uh, nowadays, there are so many new prospect of uh, job. You can see. like genetic counseling and other things so i just wanted to yeah so would you tell me 
your name one more time please ha pallavi mishra yes pallavi madam pallavi madam yeah. pallavi what does, what does genetic counseling even mean sorry i i just wanted to know what does genetic counseling mean yeah basically right now see you can see there is a lot of change and uh, there is a change with the uh, means stuff awareness is like lacking behind so basically these people are like working with the different aspect of diseases and all and they will counsel with the normal like uh, people who is not aware and they have the cases in their families so they will educate them well that uh, this is not because of some silly thing or means i'm telling you with the very basic thing it's like these people are going and discussing with them that uh, what exactly the scenario is what is the medical condition behind it and why this is happening and all and one more thing now more of the people are more into like you can uh, see that initially nobody was going for cryopreservation and all for placental cord blood and all now these people are educating them about their genetic hierarchy i'm just reading i'm not even very matlab good person to give a proper answer but uh, this is the scenario actually God. so they will basically groom the people for their uh, genetic like we have do kundli matching and all so they will initiate you to check for the genetic hierarchy or uh, history of your family rather than going with this things so i feel this is a nice concept and yeah sure. hospitals also they are renowned doctors who are, who is doing genetic counseling with respect to your means medical background and everything that you can suspect that might be in future what gonna be happen with the new offspring so i'm just reading through a little bit right. paper right yeah interesting interesting super yeah. interesting i mean it seems like it it is sort of sort of borderlining the uh, the ethical aspect of uh, genetic research as well yeah true see research is what i feel no researches are going on in the background but if you will talk about the common people and all they are not aware that what exactly we are working as a scientist or a, as a r and d candidate so basically i feel means if we are counseling people i'm not talking about the genetic counselor but if we are counseling people or discussing about our research in front of people like so that will be helpful to understand people what exactly means going on in the r and d field related to any disorder and all which is i i know it's not practically currently means we can accommodate everyone but yes we can start little bit so pallavi and this is also a question for narain i guess i mean these big pharma companies like dr reddy or biocon or these people do they have like outreach programs do they have these kind of sensitization uh, sort of efforts uh, that you know sort of pallavi is kind of hinting at yeah i mean some of them some of them do some of them you know they have to be more um, aware of what they're doing so most companies who are developing gene therapies and things like that they obviously have big departments to do this but genetic counseling is a whole uh, field on of itself you know you can do masters in genetic counseling and in fact hyderabad has one of the biggest or the best uh, genetic counseling uh, training institutes uh, do you know do you know um, yashodhara you from biocon is it uh, yes. ccmb actually, uh, actually oh, from yashodhara only i got to know that yeah we can pursue our career in that yeah. direction also so you can 
something to that. So, you know, uh, this is great. Uh, I, am, I don't know, Shruti's uh, back. Uh, there are some other people who usually show up at this call, but it's okay. We are, we are here, and so we'll have fun. So let me quickly introduce you to uh, uh, Kaushik, and then, you know, I think uh, we'll see where we go. The, the conversation has already started. It is just basically um, learning from each other. Um, so Kaushik, I've known Kaushik now for a, couple, a year or so more, a little bit more than a year now. Uh, he's a so he, I'll let him talk about himself, but he, you know, I got to know him uh, in bio, in Biocon. I don't know if you know uh, Tisha. Tisha, he's Tisha's brother, and uh, so one thing led to another. Uh, Kaushik and I connected at multiple levels, uh, and uh, you know, I, and I thought it'll be interesting for you to meet him and talk to him. So Kaushik, take it away. You can, you know, direct it in any which way you want. <laughs> Naren, I feel a little shy about, you know, I mean, is there a specific perspective that is better to highlight or just to talk well, about, you know, what yeah, professionally? So the, yeah, so my, my point, you know, like uh, among among the many things, and I leave it up to you, but my, my thing was, you know, how do you follow your, how do you, how do, you do a, a job and continue to follow something that you're passionate about that is, that may, that is seemingly unrelated to the job? How do you, how do you follow both, both? things in life? Great question. I mean, I think I have, it has not been a very easy path in the sense that I, I have these struggles within myself, you know, I mean, uh, I think I mentioned to you already, I have some friends who have been managed, who have managed to sort of marry their passion and their profession. And I can see like many advantages to that as well. But all through my career, I have consciously uh, sort of maintained that I, I want to do something uh, passionately, which is, of course, uh, you know, uh, my, my profession, and I have a certain degree of passion about it. Uh, but all the things that I'm passionate about do not need to meld into my profession. So I've kept, you know, sort of it very, very uh, separate over, over time. Uh, to Just to give you an example, I think I'm uh, you know, I, I have a dedicated kind of a travel bug that I'm bitten by. And uh, to the extent that, uh, uh, just to give you an example, I, uh, while I was working in Microsoft, uh, you know, as a developer, I mean, work was, and I, I have to say, uh, work was 80 hours a week, quite often. I mean, especially before like product releases or before there were these crunch times where, uh, one had to work a lot. Uh, and I also met people who could uh, work consistently 80 hours, you know, 80 hours a week or 100 hours a week. And uh, I couldn't. I personally had to work a little bit in a crest in a trough kind of a, a fashion, you know, more of a sine curve. You know, I mean, I would work uh, a lot and then I would need a little bit of downtime. I mean, I've, that's what I've realized. And that's what I, uh, and I used to do a lot of hiring for Microsoft also. I mean, be in these hiring loops. Uh, I also have realized uh, being in those hiring loops over the years is that uh, I think I've seen a lot of really smart people who uh, burn out because they're super smart and they get into a company like Microsoft, which has, a uh, big milieu and you could do very many different things. And as soon as you get in, you can, you know, sort of see that you, it's easy to, not easy, but it's, it's possible to climb and, you know, climb up and try different things, etc. And then, uh, and then 
you know, I mean, the, the thing that we used to notice quite a bit is that people have a vision of, you know, one or two years uh, ahead. And then they really, uh, these are like highly motivated, high, high intellectual horsepower people who work a lot and then they get kind of, they start getting kind of burned out. Even if their uh, work is of a certain level, their ability to cooperate with other people, work in a team, collaborate, uh, all kinds of, you know, soft interpersonal skills. I mean, those things take a hit and uh, slowly their motivation gets impacted. So, I mean, oh, one thing, uh, you know, I mean, we when we were hiring for Microsoft, we used to do this, you know, sort of everybody was given a, a certain area of a candidate to test. Like, for example, it could be courage and conviction or something like that, you know, I mean, just to give you one example. So uh, it, we figured out that it's, uh, people who interview in companies like Microsoft or whatever, and they're really almost always, you know, with a good academic career, with a good background, with a good IQ, with a good set of technology skills, etc. I think the real difference it makes is whether you can uh, pace yourself, whether you have this internal awareness that uh, there are multiple things that uh, sort of get it's sort of together in making you as a productive individual, you know, through your career. And uh, I still remember my first boss in Microsoft, uh, uh, a lady named Colleen Hunter-Gale. Uh, she was a, actually an ultimate Frisbee uh, United States uh, Nationals player. I mean, she was like a really a part of a world champion team. You know, she was an ultimate Frisbee player. Uh, very tree-hugging, typical Pacific Northwest gal. Uh, anyway, Colleen once told me, and this is this is this was an interesting observation. I don't know if you know, with her long career in corporate yourself, Karen, if you would uh, agree or not. She once told me, and I don't know if I can put it in the right, you know, uh, words. She once told me that she sees people who uh, not people can think through or think ahead about half the time of however long they have spent in their career. So if they have had a career of 10 years, it's, it's possible to ask them, where do you see yourself five years from now? If you have a career of six years, it's possible to ask them, where do you see yourself three years from now? But if you have a career of 10 years, don't ask this person, where do you see yourself eight years or nine years from now? Because they will not have that vision. It's the rule of thumb is only, you know, sort of check with people uh, about half the length of their careers, what they want to do ahead. So I found that to be an interesting, you know, sort of that, that was a sort of a guiding principle that we kind of, that I kind of also followed in trying to hire or assess, you know, whether people would be suitable for a specific job or uh, overall a good hire for a company in the long run. So I don't think I answered your question very well, but I think we try, I tried to like marry all these different things in, in my head and keep a part of myself uh, preciously preoccupied with things I love and uh, not allowed uh, a, a, even a beautiful company like Microsoft or beautiful people, you know, who I felt uh, answerable to, who I felt responsible for in some ways, uh, take over that part because it's, it's very possible and it's, it's so common to, uh, yeah. I mean, I've done it. So. Yeah, so, so, so maybe we can ask um, Kaushik a few questions based on his um, comments. Pallavi 
I can also ask you some questions while we are because we are only two of us here. Yeah, we can go one at a time. Shruti, you go ahead. Okay, so currently you are uh, uh, you are working in a startup or uh, you are working in the Microsoft? It's not clear actually. No, good point. Good point. So I'll give you a little bit of background for myself. Uh, I did my bachelor's in uh, physics and a master's in computer science. Then after that, I got hired by Microsoft directly out of college. I did not really. You know, go. I mean, I, I I didn't do any big job interviews or haven't really checked out uh, at the time. You know, who else was hiring, etc. I kind of got picked up by Microsoft. They asked me to come to Redmond, to uh, Washington, uh, Washington mm -hmm. State, uh, and work as a developer. I mean, yeah, work as a developer. I actually joined as a systems engineer and then moved into development very quickly. And then I worked as a developer in Microsoft in the cool Windows audio team as a, a device driver uh, developer, uh, working on the 3D uh, core audio stack of Windows. I don't know, Shruti, how, how much you know about this stuff. But anyway, maybe it might make sense. Uh, I did that for, I don't know, 10 years or so. And then I uh, moved into uh, being a technology evangelist. Uh, where I would work with other companies around Microsoft, which were building hardware, which needed to work with the Microsoft operating system, right? Which is Windows. So uh, the thing is that, you know, uh, if you are building an operating system like Windows, you need to have an ecosystem that works lock and step with you. So that when you come up with the next version of Windows, everything works seamlessly, right? Which is what people expect. Uh, so there were there was this uh, sort of uh, part of sort of technology evangelism which which involved a lot of solutioning technical architecting. Uh, so then I did that for about five years, another five years, and then uh, in two thousand nine, two thousand yeah two thousand nine, uh, uh, end of two thousand nine, I decided to come back home to India after about fifteen years in Seattle because I don't know why I mean good. If, if you ask me why I came back, I don't have a very good answer for it. I just I just knew I would I would always come back, got back. Uh, and then I was still, you know, I actually so happened. Uh, maybe I, there is a little bit to say here. I actually my father passed away, and then something changed. I went to I went on a very long uh, road trip in Africa. I mean, I, I I started driving with a friend from north of Belgium, and then we moved into France and went through France, went through the Pyrenees mountain, got into Spain, crisscrossed through Spain, through the Costa del Sol, went into Gibraltar, and then put a car on the boat in Morocco and got the uh, car back in Morocco, crisscrossed Morocco, Mali, Mauritania, Senegal, Guinea-Bissau, Guinea-Conakry, Burkina Faso, Gambia, all the way to Cameroon. So we did this long trip in about four months or so, four and a half months. Uh, and Microsoft really allowed me to do these things. And that's what I'm saying. I mean, it was really, I mean, they've been so super nice to me. I can't really, I mean, say enough. Anyway, but something had shifted, you know, through this trip in Africa. I just went back to Redmond. It was a very, I don't know, uh, white collar, very white collar place with Boeing, Microsoft and Amazon people. It was very, very cosmopolitan. It was really, I mean, with a lot of interesting people from all over the world, loved it. And I had like many, many good friends. But I decided that I couldn't live there anymore. I, I just I just had enough, you know, in some ways. So I came back to India. 
uh, I went to actually my boss and I, there was a guy called Mark Kunster. I went to Mark's office and I said, Mark, hey, I want to go back. So I decided to go back. Uh, if you have something for me in India, great. If you don't have something for me, that's also perfectly all right. I am going back. So Mark said, hey, don't be so uh, in a much in a hurry. I'll find something for you. So then they found something for me. I came back to India. I had an Asia Pacific role in technology evangelism. Used to work also. It was Asia Pacific minus Korea, Japan, China. So it was India plus all these South Asian countries, including Australia, New Zealand. I did that for about five and other six years, almost six years. Uh, which was a lot of travel. It was a lot of travel. It was a techno-commercial role, a uh, lot of solutioning, architecting. Uh, I, that was the, also the time when I got very involved in the Aadhaar uh, project, you know, with Mr. Uh, Nilekani. Uh, Microsoft didn't have a very good footprint. The Windows didn't have a very good footprint. So we wanted a, a sort of a, a kind of a device that could change character, you know, in the morning it could be let's say a banking device in the evening the same device could be used in the postal system uh, depending on where the device was being switched on it could change character in terms of language in terms of the uh, functionality etc so and all of it was would be connected with the other uh, you know uh, mode of uh, sort of exchange of information etc so i did the architecting for that for microsoft mm -hmm. Uh, but in 2015, I kind of got, again, I, there is something that shifted in me. I thought that, you know, the, the, the ride was great, but my station had arrived. I really needed to jump off the train. And I also had a little bit of fear that uh, I was being a little, becoming a little too soft. I don't know if I can really uh, explain this adequately to you, Shruti, but it just, I mean, it's great to have a nice sal you know, salary check at the end of the month, and it makes things easier. But I don't know. I, there's something that shifted in me. I thought that I don't want that anymore. I want to uh, throw myself in a little more of a uh, uncertainty, perhaps, in some ways, and try something else. And I, I really didn't know what it was. You know, I didn't even, I didn't even know what would that next step be. I just had a few things in mind. I was looking for some volunteering positions in Ethiopia. Uh, I was again, I, me and this friend of mine, we have this car that we want to take this around the world. So we started planning a overland trip from Paris to Kolkata. So we were planning this trip from Paris to Kolkata. Uh, I have been a magician all my life, you know, uh, a, a sleight of hand and a mentalist, kind of a corporate magician. So I wanted to do, uh, maybe I was thinking I'll be a full time magician. I have some, a fair bit of. Uh, travel writing that I've done through my travels. So I was thinking I'll just maybe rent a little apartment, I mean, little house in Shillong and then try to write a book. So there was all these different things I was thinking about. And then uh, turns out that none of it sort of came through. Uh, I also realized that a part of my left brain, I mean, I'm, uh, I have a artistic sort of I don't know, component to myself that I that is very drawn. I, I can't do anything very well, but you know, no, any specific art form, but I'm very interested and very driven by it, drawn towards it. But I also realized that when Microsoft was not there, a very large part of my left brain, which was about critical thinking, kind of became empty. So I realized that it finally took over, you know, it finally took over. So I had a interesting idea in unsupervised machine learning, which is like an artificial neural network related idea, which I milestoned and I uh, proposed uh, to some people and I got some money which uh, allowed me to run the first startup that I started running. So I, I you know, I started running my first startup. Uh, then th that didn't really, I mean, pan out 
uh, not because we had any problems with the idea really, but uh, the people who gave us the money, you know, kind of their business also folded up. They had some complication, etc. So I, then I worked as an entrepreneur in residence for a, a financial uh, sort of company, which was evaluating projects, which where to give money and what are the technology boundaries for those projects, etc. So I did that for a little while. And then I found two other people who had sort of similar uh, inclination as mine, you know, uh, in some ways. So these two friends, uh, we started another company in 2018, which is called Onometra Technologies. We uh, essentially, it's a custom development engineering company in software, but we also have a silo, which works as a, a sort of research as a service related work for uh, in the uh, machine learning space. So it's a more sort of a research-focused kind of an approach in, uh, in our company. So that's what we do at the moment. It's a, a, a Narin knows, knows it's a critical time for us. We are we uh, have have a product idea that we have developed. We want to take it to the market and you know raise some funds to make all that happen. So now I find myself in a again a, in a different shoe where I have to uh, talk about business and because I've been an engineer all my life. Basically, you know, I I, I don't know a lot about marketing or business or any of these things. But now I had to step out of that comfort zone and talk to people about investment and, uh, you know, convertible notes and, you know, all this kind of stuff. I had to understand a little bit, some uh, legal terminologies, et cetera. And, but let's see. So keep, things keep changing, which is kind of, kind of nice. So yeah, enjoying startup world or corporate world? <laughs> I mean, uh, in your life, I think you have experienced both of them. Now, I guess. Shruti, I can't go back to corporate that I know. Okay. I mean, after trying out something on my own, I mean, it's very tough, you know, it's it, it, and mostly because it, when I say it's very tough, mostly, you know, I, I'm, I don't have my own family. I'm still single. You know, I live with my mother, you know, whatever. But so in some ways it has been easier for me, you know, to try out these kind of different things. If I had two kids and worry about their schools, probably I couldn't have done some of these things. But I also realized that uh, running a startup is a lot like having your own family because now we are actually responsible for 22 to 25 people, you know, and I, I know many of them have families, even if I don't. So I feel that I'm, personally directly responsible for their well-being and and it keeps me up at nights really honestly so that part is stressful but i can't go back i mean i can't work for another company just to make money you know i, I can't do that anymore. that wow. i've also realized Washib, <laughs> i have a question when you have a very mixed emotion and ideas regarding your career when everything is going very smooth uh, as you also mentioned your turning point, like everything was going normal, you are earning well and everything, but still you have different ideas and emotions. So how to deal with it? How to choose that which one should be the best part for me or we should go ahead with this idea? Such good question, Pallavi. I wish I had an answer for you, you know. <laughs> <laughs> no, in the sense that... Uh, Pallavi, I don't know. I've just learned that I'm unhappy if I don't listen to, finally, I don't listen to my gut, you know. I mean, I remember quitting Microsoft. I didn't have any reason for it, you know. I mean, I, they wanted me to move to Singapore, you know, actually handle a team and do all these other things. But I came back home from this meeting in Hong Kong. I was back home and, and I was going through this deck 
this presentation, which, which showed all these different things we can do, etc. And I, it's still crystal clear. I remember there was this one moment of epiphany, you know, where I thought, hey, man, I mean, they're saying all this. Does this matter? I mean, does, does this matter to me? And then the answer from my gut was, it doesn't. You know, I don't care if, you know, Microsoft has 7.3% extra sales in, you know, Philippines or not. I mean, it just does not make any bloody sense to me. I mean, and again, I mean, have I, Pallavi, but again, I have to be truthful. Have I done anything that that actually is such earth shattering or so meaningful that, you know, okay, it's better than working for Microsoft? I'm not even sure if I, you know, after that, if I did anything really that great. No, I don't think so. But I'm happy I listened to my gut, you know, and I, I, I went to my boss and he, and I said that, Greg, I don't, I, I don't know anything about anything and what has happened, what, what's going to happen later. But I don't, I know only one thing, which is I need to leave now, you know. So <laughs> I had a, a German girlfriend back then, uh, Cornelia, this, uh, this sort of this uh, astrophysicist woman I was seeing. I went to Cora in Berlin. I spent six months just chilling out. I mean, absolutely shoestring backpack, you know, traveling, backpacking through Europe and Estonia, a couple of places that I, Croatia, Estonia, you know, places that I hadn't been to, some parts of Sweden. I hadn't been to. I was just doing that in a low-key, you know, absolutely low-key fashion, just trying to figure out what is the next step. And and really, I mean, there was no clear path. I could, I can totally see, Pallavi, I could have been a small, I mean, and, and being per, really honest with you, I, I could be, and I still want to be, I think, uh, I, lo I love kids, you know, I don't have my own, but I really love kids. I, but I think when I think about kids, I think that I want to work or be around many of them. So I, I think I want to go to a small, you know, a, a relatively small town in Bengal and do some teaching or be a part of a local school or you know I honestly I mean that's what I, I could have done I, it just so happened that you know there was this idea and uh, I just got sucked into becoming an entrepreneur uh, in for the next five six years and that's what I've been doing but it could have gone in a different direction also I so I, I wish I had a better answer for you you know no. Yeah, uh, maybe, maybe we we can uh, do some of your uh, whatever you feel your hand uh, things or yeah. your thing. Either way, one of each may be very good. Of to course, the, of to course. the repertoire of things that you do, and maybe yeah, anything you. Of course, Narin, thank you, thank you. Of course, of course, of course. Uh, okay, so let me show you guys a, a little card trick. Uh, do you? Have you guys seen any close-up magic before? Like up close and person, Narin has, but have you? Uh, Pallavi and Shruti. Mm -hmm. No, no, no. Okay, so I don't know. This is just a regular deck. You know, I mean, mostly the stuff I do. Can you guys see what I'm... Huh? Is everything visible? All right. All right, all right. So uh, the thing is that mostly what I do is very interactive. You know, I, that's why I never got that interested or attracted towards stage magic because it's too far from people I don't I, I want to have that immediate interaction etc so it's a little constrictive doing things on you know in a, a online format but hey you know whatever we even if it is not great at least you get to see what I what I do so let me take out maybe I'll just take out the aces can you see the aces 
So let me know if you can. Where should I yeah. put it so you can see a bit? Okay, good, good. So I take out the aces out of these. This packet. Uh, okay, this is another one. And this should be. Did I? Am I missing an ace? I don't think so. Mm -hmm. Damn, I can't find the ace. Hang on. Okay, I think I can. Oh, it's right here. It's right here. Okay, so you see the four aces? Yep. Do you see four aces here? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Excellent. What I'll do is I'll put three indifferent cards under each ace. Okay, so this one has three indifferent cards, and they don't have to come from uh, the same place in the in the packet. They can come from anywhere else as long as they are sort of indifferent. When I say indifferent, they're not aces. All right. So I can cut like this, maybe take one card, put it here, uh, give it a fancier cut, take another card, put it right here, give it another cut, put it right, right here. So three cards here. Uh, Madam Shruti, I just do this and you just say the word stop. Okay. Stop. Okay, no problem. I'll do it one more time. Stop. Okay, this is good. So, Madam Pallavi, I just riffle the corner of the deck. I want you to say the word stop, okay? Stop. Okay, this is where I stop. And Narin, if you were here, then I would have asked you to touch any card, and then I would have taken that card out. All right, so Narin, you are not here, so I'll just do it for, I'm for you. Here. I'm touching the camera. All right, all right, all right. As long as you know that this is an indifferent card, anything other than an ace, all right? Yeah. So I just put it right here. Okay. All right. So uh, there are three of these cards under each of these aces. Aces. All right. Now, um, Madam Shruti, would you point to any one of these aces, please? I mean, when you point it, I can't see, but if you were here, I would have asked you to touch. But if you could name, if you'd like, anyone. Shruti Black. Black, the third one. Yes. This one? This one. Okay. Was it a free choice, Shruti? It was Sorry? a free choice, no? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was yeah, a free yeah. choice, sure. right? Yeah, yeah. Totally free choice, isn't it? Yeah. So this is the one you chose. Okay. So I take this. Look, if you were in front of me, what I would have asked is, I would have asked you to take these, these cards and then sit on them sit on them, but you're not in front of me. So I can't ask you to sit on them, but I will just, can you still see the cards? I'm just wondering where to keep it so you can yeah. see these. If you keep it down, then yeah, uh, I'll just tell you whether we, we, we can barely see Is it. Is this yeah. good? Yeah. 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 Can you see the, still see the card? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. See these yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. So these are the aces that Shruti has chosen. Right? I mean, the ace and the three cards that you have chosen. Correct? Okay. All right. So now these are the three aces that are remaining. 
So this is the idea, Shruti. I take these three cards, for example, and I take the ace right here. Now, uh, now watch very carefully because you'll feel like this is slow motion. I'll do it in slow motion because it will look like trick photography, right? So you have to watch very, very carefully. So this is what it looks like. This ace, I take this ace and I do this and it just changes. Do you see? Yeah. You see, it's just yeah. gone, right? That's just the first ace. And you know exactly what's going, going on, right? So I'll just try the same thing with the second ace, which is this one. I take this ace and this time I just do this to confuse you guys, to confuse you guys. So this is the first card. This is the second card. And this is the ace that you need to keep an eye out for. All right. So now watch this ace very, very, very carefully as I take it out. And then I blow on it. A small snap. And it just changes just like so. Awesome. So, so this is also goes. Yeah. So this one also goes. And you know what's going on because this is the third ace. And let's see what happens with the third ace. This is the third ace. I'll take this ace and you keep an eye out on this ace. And this will go just like so. And this one also transforms, right? And really all of them are genuinely gone. There is not a single ace right here, as you can see. And there is no prize for guessing where they go. Very because <laughs> at this point of time, Shruti, I would have asked you to reach behind yourself and actually take one card and one card out. I'll just do it for, for you. One card out. This is ace number one. This one is ace number two. This one is ace number three. And here is ace number four. Oh my oh. God. <laughs> <laughs> well done. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Wow. Thank, you. Any, thank you. But this is all slight of Like what would... Wow. Fantastic. <laughs> you know... I think um, um, you know maybe, maybe if there's more interest, we can do, we can do it another time. But I'd really like you to uh, do some mind thing also because you know that I think that also is a very interesting thing that you do. Narin, <laughs> you know, so let me do. Okay, so uh, you can do like many different things, but I just want to. So over the years, Narin, I have figured out that you know. Uh, when I started in magic, I, I thought that magic was all about the apparatus, the things that you use. But then I met this guy in, in happens to be in Kolkata, actually, this guy called Gautam Guha, who nobody will ever know the name of. Uh, people know, you know, names of, I don't know, very mediocre magicians like Mr. P.C. Sorkar. Nobody will know the name of Mr. Gautam Guha. But I'll tell you, I mean, he's the only Indian magician who has a single parade in the Linking Rings magazine. It's like having two papers in nature. You know, I mean, that kind of stuff, right? But, uh, but yeah, I mean, nobody will know about him. Anyway, he, he told me that, uh, Koshik, you 
please know that magic is more like a knowledge domain magic is more about what is here and what you read and how you figure things out you're on mute yeah don't go on just buying stuff and try to uh, you know become a magician because that doesn't work you know i mean so then he told me what you do is you get four coins you know those old 1 rupee coins remember the bigger ones so get four 1 rupee coins buy a pack of bridge 777 cards and buy henry hayes amateur magician's handbook and then you stand in front of the mirror and then you flip through page number 1 and read exactly what it asks you to do and then you do it 20 times and then you flip to page number 2 and do that 20 times and then there is no other way and that really you know kind of changed my path in magic where i was i used to buy stuff and then i totally stopped doing that anyway i say all this is because i realized that i don't want to use anything any uh, any special apparatus so i'll i'll show you guys something with exactly what i have uh, in front of me so maybe i take a, a coin here uh, maybe i take a playing card uh maybe i take a i don't know like a sharpie marker maybe i take this little band thingy 1 2 3 4 maybe i take one more uh something so uh, let's say i take a, i want to take something very different you know from okay i okay so i want to take a let's say what's that a rubber band or something Uh, okay, this Vaseline. Okay, so guys, can you see? Can you see these five things? Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, uh, okay. So let me do some this with uh, I don't know, Madam Shruti, maybe or no, maybe Madam Pallavi. Uh, Madam Pallavi, you see these five things. and you yeah. please notice that i when i chose them i chose them uh, again i will not do any of this stuff with narin because you guys will think that i have already you know spoken about <laughs> him or spoken to him about all this stuff and i'm doing something already it's all got up right so not with narin so anything all all that i do is with one of you guys well i'm meeting the very first time today anyway so you see this coin this card this sharpie this band and this vaseline everything is different looks different feels different made with a different uh you know uh, you know uh, ingredient uh, has a different function smells different weighs different etc this would have worked much better if you were in front of me but i'll try to show you what i mean basically and you get an idea so uh shruti look at these yeah. five objects huh look at these five objects and let me write something uh here on this card okay uh pallavi sorry pallavi it's a it's a short story my my friend so uh <laughs> okay so i have written something i won't show you guys what it is at this moment but let me again keep this uh highly visible so everybody can see 
uh, maybe. Can you see? Yeah, 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 perfect. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Okay. okay. Okay, Madam Pallavi, this is what I would have asked you to do if you were sitting in front of me. Okay, this is what I would have asked you to do if you were sitting in front of me. I would have asked you, first thing I would have told you is, look, in just a moment, you're going to make two choices. Okay. Now, one would be a conscious choice and the other would be a subconscious choice. Let me tell you right up front that uh, the subconscious choice will be the more important choice. And... Uh, after you make the subconscious choice, that is when this card will come into play. Okay. So now I want you to clearly look at all these objects, think about them very, very clearly and keep any two of them aside. Now, Pallavi, I can't do it for you. I mean, I, I, mean, I, I have to do it for you because you're not here, but can you tell me which two you're going to keep aside? That marker and uh, this card. Marker and the card. marker and the yeah, marker other, and yeah. the card. Okay, yeah. great, great. Okay, so okay, okay. Mm. Pallavi, this is where it, it becomes tricky. I, what I want you to do is, I want you to. Are you right-handed or left-handed? Right-handed. Right-handed. Right so I want you yeah. to raise your right hand, and mm -hmm. then drop your right hand slowly on top of any one of these objects. Which one did you drop it on? Okay, point. Which one? Point. point. And take, the, take your left hand up and drop it on any uh, the, uh, one of the other two. Mm -hmm. Which okay. one was it? Which one was that, it? Yeah. The band. That's, yeah. Vaseline. The Vaseline. Okay. So yeah. these two, right? Okay. So, Pallavi, at this point of time, I would have asked you to take the only object that's lying on the table, okay, and then hold it on, on top of your head, just like this, right? Okay. Again, this is much better, believe me, trust me, this is much, much better if you were actually doing it, rather than not doing it over the phone, where you can't really do those actions, you know, it's like so much, so much better. Anyway, but hey, uh, if you realize what happened, the first set where I asked you to look at them very, very carefully uh, and keep two of them aside, that was more of the conscious choice because I gave you that instruction, look at each of these things very carefully and then keep two of them aside. The second part was more subconscious. I asked you to raise your right hand, drop it, raise your left hand, drop it, right? I didn't give you any explanations. I did not give you anything of the sort. You just... And that was more, as I said, that was more important than the conscious choice. And that essentially you eliminated all these four things and you ended up keeping only one thing on the table and which I would have asked you to hold like this, raise it in on top of your head, right? And show everybody, which means that you were left with this one thing, all right? Now, Malavi, did you feel forced? Did you feel forced or, I mean, in any way uh, induced? Not really, no? No, no. No, 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 no. Okay. And I had no idea that you would end up with, among those five objects, you would end up with this one, this band True. at the end. I really yeah. had no idea. Interestingly, there was something that before anything happened, I wrote in this, in this card, right? On this, on this piece of paper, which was on, on, in front of you guys, really, like this, right? So... 
let me show you what I have written. You see it? Oh my God, incredible. <laughs> <laughs> so look, it's not, I mean, it's just, I mean, just to show that, hey, you can do, you know, this kind of stuff anywhere. You can be on a train compartment or in a bus or something, and you can just do something that, I don't know, just, you know, picks people's curiosity or have, you know, people wonder about a few things. That's... Hey, uh, Kaushik, we're coming to the top of the hour, but, you know, I, before we finish, I have a small exercise for you, okay? I have a few questions, the rapid fire kind of thing, Karan Johar style, right? <laughs> uh, now you're making me nervous Nadine. no 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 like you this is this is us we are not reading your mind but we just literally asking you your, about your mind uh, which book the black swan hmm. uh, place them in an order music art magic or work uh Magic, work, music, art. Hmm. Um, concert. Berlin Philharmonic. Hmm. Emoji. Wink. Hmm. Uh, Olympic medal. Which sport? Uh, 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 Jesse Owens, 1936. Hmm. Uh, a different name for yourself? Perceptionist. Hmm. Uh, I meant a proper name. <laughs> a proper name? I mean, this is, I don't know. Um, mm, 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 mm. Odin. Favorite food that you would be able to stop eating ever again? Favorite food that I would be able to stop eating? Yes. Oh, beef steaks. Okay, <laughs> good one, good one. Um, <laughs> and, uh, any other person's shoes you would like to live in, in a day for a day? Tirumule. Good one. <laughs> movie. Pathir uh, Panchali. Mm. Yeah, that, that's all I had written over here, but. <laughs> <laughs> very interesting, very. Narin. Very, very interesting. <laughs> Narin, before, before we totally end, and it's probably the, the time is done, but. Any, any, any feeling about, I don't know, you, uh, Shruti, and uh, Pallavi, any one thing to share with me from your end? Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, Kaushik. Yeah, I just wanted to tell that uh, even though you have a lot many responsibility and everything, but still you are happily managing doing your hobbies and everything. And, uh, means I feel you are very positive and uh, means 
it's a very good thing like at your stage you have more than means us responsibility as you are mentioning that so many people you are taking care of like uh, for their families and other thing so i think it's incredible and it's a awesome thing and i um, i lot more to learn from you actually i'm very you're thank very you. sweet thank you thank, thank you thank you and all the very best and uh, pallavi i would like to know what you figured out and where you move including you know what you learn about genetic counseling and anything else that feel free yeah. to keep in touch yeah, I, actually I, one question yeah narin you go ahead no no i was going to give you his contact number but go ahead ask <laughs> now koshik uh, actually i just wanted to know how you see this uh, nowadays people are working on data science and pallavi we take that question another time because i think that's <laughs> a longer answer than just one line you know <laughs> okay yeah because we work in that area we work in the ah, that's why area. i thought you are the right person to ask such question because our field is different than these things like artificial intelligence and data science but nowadays right. you can see like more of the people like us they are switching their job profession from uh, r&d to data science and all so how helpful it is and how means okay i'll take so it i have pretty strong opinion about it we take it offline another time yeah all sure right? definitely i love right. it yeah all thank right. you all right uh shruti shruti um a question i need to ask question i mean i i could no, follow anything anything any thought any feedback or something okay okay so what i felt um, from your experiences that um, i mean the conclusion that i derive from your talk is that uh, even if uh, we earn lot of money if that content is not there that's why we search for a lot of <laughs> profession that makes us really happy and uh, stable like Uh, that is what i felt uh, through your uh, talk right, <laughs> and i right, think you right, keep right. on you are keeping on exploring which actually makes you satisfied uh, and i think you get lot of ideas through your travel if i'm not wrong <laughs> <laughs> thank you shruti it's always a process of trying new things i guess you know yeah you uh, you know good luck and uh, feel free to keep in touch and uh, network should last a lifetime let us help you create lasting professional relationships with our world class mentors through the biopatrika industry mentorship program a strategic guidance program unlike no other full of expert interviews industry internship opportunities cv writing inflection point analysis life maps and of course the gateway to your dream career for a limited time only All our services are freely available for you as we truly want you to succeed.